Have you seen the Manti Teo documentary? I've not seen it. I or, or has I, he said Teo? Ma- Ma- Manti Teo. Manti Teo. Teo. It's not Teo. It's Teo. That's how you say it. I'm Hawaiian. Part Hawaiian. It's just T-E-O, so there's no... It's T-E apostrophe O. Yeah, so Teo. Teo. That's yeah, how he te- says it. Not Teo. Teo. I know. Teo. <laughs> no, but everybody... Anyway, all, all I saw, the I saw it was like the teo. number two movie on Netflix right now. Well, it's not a movie, but whatever it's a, it is, it's a documentary. Yes. It's, it's not a it's not yeah. a series. So it's it's a well, it's which a, falls under the movie category, Ben. It's a series called Untold, and this is one story of many stories that this series talks about. Ah. And there's another one on the. I know you're not a basketball fan. I'm not either. But remember Ron Artest when oh, he yeah. went up in the stands. Uh-huh. That was a good one too. But anyway, the Manti Teo. <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, have you seen it yet? Make the time. It's two, it's two parts, an hour each. I had forgotten. I forgot all I, about I, it. I was like, I Manti Teo was the furthest thing from my mind until I saw this pop up on my Netflix. He's not still playing, is he? No. So I know he, no. had, I, he like hung around a lot longer than people because he had obviously a disappointing right. yeah. start to his NFL career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing him. I was like, oh, he's still playing. Yeah. I, I don't think he, he was in San Diego for a while. Done. Yeah. So yeah. he got drafted by San Diego. Then I think bounced around Bears, Saints, something That's like right. that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Saints is where I, I was yeah. – when I saw him, I was like, oh, I forgot yeah. he's still playing. But he was 2012 was his draft year. Okay. Um, but, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to Netflix. Even if you're not a football fan, it's a fascinating story. So Manti Teo was an unbelievable linebacker for Notre Dame. Yeah. And during his junior year, he starts a relationship with this girl he met online. And not to do this whole spoiler alert, but... Just do it. Just do it. If you haven't heard it, this is eight year, 10 years ago, so if you haven't heard it by now. Ends up, this girl is not actually a real person. He's being catfished, which at the time, nobody really knew what nobody catfishing knew what that was. was yeah. That was a term that was very, you know... It was very unknown at the time. Uh-huh. And so he was – and it just goes through the whole – so it, they interview the person that actually did it to him. They oh, they like him. got that far into Oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it a dude? It was a dude, sort of. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. It was a dude that's now a she. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So the relationship was all online. Like, they never – All online. Never, 100% never met in person. But here's the wild thing. They would talk on the phone. This guy, who's now a girl, was able to change her, his, her voice and sound like a female. So he, she used, I guess she is the right term now. She used these fake pictures. Again, this was back when this wasn't a thing. So it would be impossible to do now, yeah. I think, or near impossible. Well, yeah. Yeah. Closer, closer, much harder now. And so she used fake pictures they would text message all the time. They would talk on the phone. That's the most mind-blowing. Now, third-party Monday morning quarterbacks, like, how did you not know? But they played some of the voicemails. It was a girl on the other end of that phone. Dang. And they never – and this went on for a year and a half. Never met in person. Finally, it culminates in she died. dies from cancer. And – and again, I'll let you watch the whole documentary, but P- 
people start looking, and this was a massive news. This oh, was, it was. He was a Heisman front runner. Yeah, that, or it, a, it, it derailed his yeah. career. So yeah, so because he, he was a liar and he was this yeah. and he made it up and he this. Like, there's no way you yeah. could get duped. That like was the that. controversy. Is yeah. that everybody thought he was in on it himself. Yeah. And so it hurt a little bit his draft stock. He ended up going in the second round instead of the first round, yeah. which he also tested really bad. His yeah. numbers weren't very good. Yeah, yeah. So that, that didn't Yeah, help. but how much of that was because of what he was going true, through? True, true. And that's what they talk about. He said during the combine, my mind was yeah. – because there's another plot twist, which I won't tell you. You need to go watch it. That I'm like, okay, yeah, that would definitely – that would definitely uh, – distract you so anyway and and, but now he's married he's got a little daughter and it seems like life is is good you can tell he's still impacted by you know because yeah think about it if you meet the guy what's the first thing that's what you think about that's what you think about you don't think about anything else invisible girlfriend right is the invisible girlfriend so anyway phenomenal here's my thing though is like you're in a relationship with someone for a year and a half and you've never seen him in person I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm gonna lose interest after three weeks. Right. Like, if you if you're not willing to like connect and meet up, like, I, sorry, like you're not real to me. That's what I wonder because I didn't dive into that. Is okay. Did you not want to have any any try to meet her in person, but she would come up with excuses That's and all that? But like, I'm I'm that person. Like, you get one legitimate excuse where I'm like, okay, like that's fine. Right. You get two. Now I'm like, okay, well, what's up? Like. Yeah. And then a third one, mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, on. again, third-party observer. Yeah. There's a lot of different points that are like, how did he not know? What uh, was he doing? Why would he continue a relationship with a girl he's never seen in uh, person? How is that even a relationship in, in the first place? So, so do you have it was a better wild. perspective of him? Like, a not a better. Do you have a more favorable yeah. perspective yeah, of yeah, him for sure. after this? And, and I don't remember exactly what I thought in the time. I just thought it was weird. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm definitely like, okay, yeah, like, that's, like that sucks for him. Yeah. That really sucks for okay. him. Okay. And this is also going to be a weird take, but the person that did it actually seemed to take responsibility and, and showed remorse for what yeah. they did. It wasn't like they were, you know, like making excuses or like this yeah. person actually – Fessed up to it. Now, way too late, obviously, and, and a yeah. lot of damage was done. Yeah. But it's not like 10 years later, this person's, like, making a bunch of excuses still. Yeah. Like, they're like, no, I screwed up. I, it got too deep, and I didn't know what to do. So, yeah, it was fascinating. Very, very fascinating. I would highly recommend. Okay. It's called Untold. I forget the exact title of the, this particular story, but it's Manti Teo. And, uh, yeah, he seems to be doing great now. Seems Good. to be, like I said, married, has a daughter. I think they're back in Hawaii. I don't know what he's doing. It didn't. I wish they would have gotten more into what he's yeah. actually doing now. They didn't yeah. really, but anyway. So, yeah, that was what I did this weekend. Was, All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. A couple hours of catfishing. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but not what we we're going to talk about no. today. No. And before we jump into what we're talking about today, obviously want to thank our partners. You know, I woke up this morning, you know, Monday mornings, the alarm goes off really early. Um, not quite as early as you, apparently, but, but really early. And it's always that same, every single Monday morning, it's that same debate in my mind. Get up, get after it, or stay in this nice, comfortable sleep number 360 smart bed. And I'm telling you, ever since I got the new bed. It's harder and harder. It's harder. That decision point gets harder <laughs> Although, harder. Although, I will say this, is that when you do wake up, you do wake up feeling like, all right, I'm good, let's go. I don't need... A bunch more sleep now yeah. granted i do just because i'm yeah i'm pretty undisciplined they can't help you in the hours that you're not actually in the bed in they the can bed. only help you when That's you get right. to the bed yes yes <laughs> so uh, anything you do before you actually lay your head down at night 
Yeah. And after, that's not up to sleep number. You know, but you when know, you do lay down, you will get the best sleep. You know where night. it's a problem is, so like yesterday, it was supposed to rain, and it, it did a little bit here and there. Um, and cloudy days, cooler, all I wanted to do was literally go back and get in bed. Yeah. Like go back and get in oh, that yeah. sleep number. And it was the first, honestly, it was the first Sunday in a long time um, that we just didn't do anything. It was it was glorious. It was great. And so I did. I went, yeah. I went and got in bed, laid there, and I'm like, oh, literally, like, why am I not in this 12 hours a day? <laughs> See, when you're an introvert like me, you don't have days where you're like, this is the first Sunday we haven't done anything. Every Sunday we don't do anything. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so anyway, get yourself to a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. And then also, obviously, our partner, yeah. Chautauqua Casino Resort. Football season's coming up. Come on. Uh, I think we're, what, T-minus three weeks from the NFL season. College yeah. is actually this weekend, Yeah, believe it's it or crazy, not. crazy. Like, remember they used to start at the same time? That, they they always was like, yeah. all right, maybe college football will be like a week, yeah. maybe, maybe two. Like, the, the ones that have, like, the very su- the super early games, yeah. maybe two weeks. But I just feel like the NFL season just keeps getting – well, really granted, the week game college games this weekend aren't great. They're just yeah, that's you know, no name schools, which I went to no name school, so I can talk yeah, about that. It's great football. Next week it's the better games, and then I believe the week after that is when the NFL. So it's really only about a week apart. Okay. But anyway, the point is, the greatest environment to watch these games yes. is the league up at Choctaw Casino Resort. Yes. We're actually planning, I think, three or four different appearances up there this year. So yep. come check us out when we go up there. We'll come let you hang. guys know. Come yes. hang. All the food that you want, all the drinks that you want, the massive wall-to-wall TVs. I'm telling you, it's kind of like AT&T seeing it Jerry is. World for the first time. Yeah. It's like you can't really describe it, or the Grand Canyon even. You can't really describe wow. it. The League and the Grand Canyon. The League and the all Grand right. Canyon, same right. sentence, same I'll, breath. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. Until you actually get your eyes on it in person, yeah. you don't really know what yeah. you're about to see. Yeah. So get yourself with the League. It's that same, It's the same, It's the Grand Canyon effect. Yeah. We're in a, we're in a TM, trademark yeah. that. Okay. The league is basically the Grand Canyon. It's pretty much what I'm trying to say. It's pretty pretty much the same thing. thing. So get yourself up there this this fall for some football. Even if you're not a football fan, get yourself up there. There's resort-style pool. There's five-star hotel. There's restaurants. Guy Fieri, the the 1842 Steakhouse. It's it's all unbelievable up there. Kids yeah. kids area. Kids. Let, so let's just say your spouse, significant other, they love sports. Send them to the league. Hey, you go to the spa. You go play some slots. Over 3,000 brand new go slots. Go win you some money while your Come hubby's on. in there losing you money on the game. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so get yourself up to Chalk Talks. You know, it's a short drive of 75. 75. All right. To the topic that I want to discuss today. So last week we shared a little bit of our story. And yeah. then this past Monday, we had my old boss, Travis, on. Yeah. talked about his story. And a common theme that kept coming up was how important people are. Mm-hmm. And how important people are helping you get to where you want to go. How important people are in just your overall quality of life. And just enjoying life. Yeah. And I actually saw a quote over the weekend uh, that I wanted to throw out there. Um, when I was thinking about this episode, I didn't. Even, this just randomly popped up, so it's not like you know I planned this. But said F- C.S. Lewis said, Friendli- "Friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival." Mm. Now I would debate a little bit. It does have survival value. You can't survive on your own. I think we've proven that, but. The point stands that, that it's friendships, it's people that bring value to life. Yeah. 
And it's the people that you meet along the way that help you get to where you want to go or just bring overall mm -hmm. joy and happiness to your life. So Ben on all these episodes, Ben purposefully does not tell me the topic before these. So literally like I'm, I'm hearing this for the first time, but it's crazy that this is the topic because Friday I had my mid year business review, right? With, mm -hmm. with the company, just kind of where you at, how things going. Are you, are you fired? Uh, I'd like to announce I'm a, a podcast host full time. <laughs> <laughs> the side hustle is now the main hustle. <laughs> um, no, but and I was honest, like I've been kind of going through a funk the last probably two months or so on, on my day job. Not, not a funk, like I'm, I'm still grinding. I'm still putting 10, 12 hour days. Like, but I work from home a whole lot more than I ever have. Um, and I just, and I, and I was honest and I, and I just shared kind of my heart and where I was at. And I was just like, Hey, like I just, I feel like a lack of motivation. I feel like I just don't have the energy to like go business develop, to go like, to go do those things. And it's like, I'm literally sitting in front of a computer eight, 10 hours a day. And I was like, and it's just like, I just honestly, like I kind of just dread working. And luckily, man, we have leadership and, and we have, we have one, um, one of our, one person in particular in our leadership that like, that's what he does is he like mentors us, coaches us, guides us. And instead of him being like, well, I mean, you need to, you need to do this. You need to do this. He goes, just a thought is you've been working really hard for a long time. Like, I mean, you're just burnt out. Like for him to acknowledge that mm -hmm. and not just say push through it, work harder. I mean, you need to produce for the company. You need to do this. He's like, you're just burnt out. And I get it. And he goes, and one thing that I've learned about you over the last five years is that like, maybe you need to be back around people more. You need to be in the office interacting. And I know like it's a drive for you and I know it's, but like, it seems like people give you energy and interacting with people. Like that's what gives you motivation and energy. And I'm like, yeah, like isolating myself mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't translate like to, to good quality of life. Cause I, I'm thinking like, Oh yeah, I'm, I get to stay home and you know, yeah, the kids are at school now, but like my wife, she'll be like in and out. We actually get to talk during the day, but she's like, I don't get to talk to you. Like you're literally locked in the office. You're in your little cell and you isolate yourself. She's like, that's not you. Like you need to be, she told me two days before this. And cause we were having kind of a come to Jesus, like heart to heart. And she's like, you need to be in front of people. Like you need to be connecting with people and the power and I was just kind of this like realization, like eye-opening conversation on Friday. It was just like, I can't isolate myself. I can't, because yeah. that's not how God wired me to be. Yeah, that's so it's crazy that yeah. you brought you, this is the topic today. Yeah, that is, that makes total sense for you yeah. that, that people do give you energy. And it doesn't mm -hmm. make, it, it, it does make sense that if you're just sitting at home by yourself mm -hmm. and that's how you work, like it actually feeds you to be around folk, yeah. be around individuals. Yeah. I'm not going to say it doesn't feed me like it's fine, but that is where we differ. Mm -hmm. I actually prefer if I'm trying to get work done, I actually prefer to be on my, by myself Yeah, and to be alone and undistract, undistracted. Yeah. But I do see what you're saying and I do see the value in being in an environment. And that's why, you know, for a little while there from COVID, mm -hmm. the whole work from home thing was great, but we are starting to see 
the ramifications yeah, of a fully, you know, f- everybody at home work model. Mm-hmm. You know, companies are starting to now say, no, get, get your butt back into work. Yep. Uh, this date or you're done. You're, yeah. you're going somewhere else. Now, they have their reasons for that, but a, a secondary reason is you do feed off of people mm-hmm. in general. And even if you are somebody that likes to work alone, you need people yeah. along the way. There's been nothing that I've accomplished in my short life by myself. Yeah. Not one single thing. I've always needed somebody along the way to help me. Mm-hmm. And the ego in you says you can do it. The ego in you says you don't need people. But the reality says name, name a single person who's done anything by themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I just reflect back after last week's conversation, what we're talking about today. I just reflect back on all the people in my life <sighs> that have come along. My that goodness. I didn't see coming Yep. That I didn't seek out necessarily, but just ended up on the path that I'm on mm-hmm. and the impact that they've made. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, my parents, mm-hmm. right? That's where it all starts for me is the benefit of having two loving parents in the home. And I understand not everybody gets that. That is definitely a, a 100% privilege that I was lucky to have growing up. Two loving parents that cared about me, cared about my growth, cared about my development, that's where it all started for me. And then obviously the friends that you make along the way. Those are, those are some people I think about. Friends I've had since seventh grade that we still talk to this day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe life's gotten busy and we don't live in the same town and we don't see each other all the time. But when we get back together, it's like we never left. And it's my wife who I met my third year in college, her first year in college, and who I've been with <laughs> pretty much every single day for the last 12 years of my life. And I think about her and the support she's provided. I think about professionally the people that have come into my life. You, Darren, people at work, right? Darren, I mean, it's not a hype. It's not hyperbole to say meeting him changed the course of my life. If I never meet Darren, I'm not in this real estate business that we're in. This podcast never gets created. This, this literal sense of joy that I feel every week coming in here and doing this is not, a, is not ever realized because I never meet him. Yeah. And so I just think about all these people that have come into my life at one point or another. You know, they come and they go. Some stay, some don't for whatever reason. And it's just like it's, it's nothing but gratitude and yeah. realizing how insignificant I really am by myself. Yeah. I, you know, we, we got into our journeys a little bit last week. I shared my full story, uh, the very beginning, like, you know, first five episodes or whatever. And the ego in me tells it from a perspective of like hard work, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I worked super hard, persistent. I never quit all these things, which are important things. Yeah. But, but just as easily that entire, my entire story could be framed around I didn't do anything, and the people around me are the reason that I got to where mm-hmm. I got. Not that I got somewhere that was, um, you know, deserves, like, a round of applause or anything. But what I'm saying is, okay, so here's, here's a, a couple examples. Is the opportunity that I got ultimately came back to the UFL. That was when I moved to fullback. The only reason, the only reason that I got a second workout, try to follow this chain, okay, is 
my running back coach in the UFL worked for the Houston Texans. There was a pro scout there and Kevin Murphy. I don't know. I've never, I talked to Kevin Murphy when I was there a few times. Kevin Murphy was a long snapper at Fresno State <laughs> who had the same special teams coach that I had. He would watch Fresno State because he went there. Talked to my special teams coach on, okay, what's his character? What's his, you know, who is this guy? Um, the running back coach called Kevin Murphy and was like, hey, this kid went to Fresno State. Do you know who he is? And he's like, yes, I like him. He was a tough, he was a tough kid. Um, and John Baxter, the special teams coach, had really good things to say about him. I also wanted to see him as a fullback. The running back coach was like, actually, we're actually just working him out at, at fullback. We thought we saw him run some routes and have him do this. So literally, the, the reason I got, one of the reasons that I got into the NFL was because somebody that I played for knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that gave me an opportunity. Yeah. Right? And so it was like, that had nothing to do with me. Like, not really. But... It matters, it matters those relationships, people, because they spoke on my behalf without even me even knowing it to give me an opportunity. The other thing that I think about is through our journey is it doesn't always have to be positive. Mm. Like being around people is like motivation, good or bad. So I think about some of the people, like I talk about my head coach. I talk about my wrestling coach quite a bit in, in high school who I – I worked my tail off for. We won a state championship. I, I won an individual championship. I mean, granted, he was a great, a phenomenal coach, like legendary Hall of Fame California high school wrestling coach. I mean, he's, he's a stud. But I remember coming out of wrestling season and him being like, and he always talks like that, why are you playing football? Like, you're not, you're too slow. You're not athletic enough. Like, you need to go wrestle. And he, you know, he was passionate about wrestling. Um, but him telling me that I was never, ever going to amount to anything in football gave me motivation. Mm. I could not have manufactured that motivation by myself. Okay. My head coach coming out when I asked him, Hey, could some of these scouts that are calling, could you just share that? Like your opinion that I'm a hard worker, I'm going to overperform what my numbers say. Um, and just the things that I did for you at Fresno state. And he's like, I just don't think you're good enough to be in the NFL. Maybe Arena League, but I just don't think you're good enough to play in the NFL. That was motivation. Had I not had people that told me that I couldn't do it, that, that motivation would not have been manifested internally by myself. Mm -hmm. So good or bad. Now, the other side of it is, is Tiffany, my parents, my workout partners, my strength coaches, all of these people that like invested in me and trained me for free, or met me at 5 a.m. on, you know, to work out or on a lunch break to go do my speed training. Those people were the positive influence that encouraged me, like, you're good enough. You can do this. Like, there is so little that I could have done. And I always say, I'm going to put it on my back. I'm going to put it on my back. And I always, I always revert back to that, which sucks. And that's what I'm doing right now. I was talking about, I, okay, hey, look. I've got all these projects at work. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lock myself in a room. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm just going to do it myself. As opposed to like, hey, I'm going to bring you along with me. You can help me out. I'm going to bring you in on this project and deal so you can make some money. And 
this teamwork thing is just going to be better for both of us. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I'm just going to give away, or I'm just going to give you this. I'm just, it's like, and then it wears me out. I burn out. I'm not motivated. I resent my job. All these things that I was going through because I'm not surrounding myself around people and I'm not allowing other people to do what they're great at and to contribute and help. And it's just a better ecosystem when you do involve people, surround yourself with people. But to think that, hey, I could go live in a cave by myself, I could train, and I could have accomplished all the same things, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you know, you make it to the NFL and you get the accolades, deservedly so, but there's literally hundreds of people hundreds. that influence that journey yes. for you. Going back from peewee football to your parents, to your siblings, to your friends, to your coaches, to your wife, to the scouts. I mean, there's literally about, hundreds like, of yeah. people. If, if I didn't have buddies in high school that were stronger than me or that were, mm. like I think of my buddy Scott Ferguson. This dude motivated me more than anybody because we battled every single day. He was a, this dude is a beast, by the way. Okay, so this dude was 171 pounds. He was our nose tackle. He had 23 sacks his senior year, set a section record. I mean, was a absolute monster because he was strong. He was fast. We, and then we wrestled together, and I was a little bit bigger than him, but he would beat me just as much as I beat him. But we, and he was in the weight room. We literally, when we finished wrestling season together, we trained six hours a day, every single day. Like, it was that relationship that, like, made me a better athlete, a harder worker, a better teammate, all of those things. And if, again, if I was just trying to do it by myself, never would have happened. So just being around teammates, the competitiveness, like, it, it brings, you know, Rising tides raises all ships, right? So just being around people, it innately just makes you better. Yeah, yeah. I think about a couple of people. And there's, I mean, I, there's a huge list. But two guys in particular, you know, I was talking about last week, the rehab and the hours of, of rehabilitation on my knee during that, that six-month period, four-month period. Two guys, Corey Driscoll, who's our head athletic trainer, and then his assistant, Luke Sauber. Arguably, in that six months, those were the two human beings I saw more than, no, the, for sure, not, not even arguably, for sure, those are the two hum, human beings I saw more than anybody else in my life yeah. in those six months. The impact that they had on me, yes, they were helping me rehab my knee, but they were my main sources of when I wanted to quit or when I was feeling down or I was feeling sorry for myself. They were the main two sources that kept me going. Yep. I wouldn't be... I would not have come back and been able to be ready to perform at five months from a major knee injury without those two guys. Yep. I can sit here and say, yeah, I put in the work and yeah, I showed up every day. Yeah, that's fine. But whatever I showed up without those two guys, no way in hell, no chance. Would I have kept showing up without my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, without her constantly motivating me and pushing me and encouraging me or my parents who supported me that year, by the way, my parents didn't make a, ever make a lot of money. They allowed me. I didn't have to have a job that, those six months. They supported me financially. What about if they did, decided they didn't want to do that? Yeah. Where would I be? So literally a four-month span, I just named off, rattled off four people. My college coach, five people. My friends, ten more people. Quarterback I, that was My quarterback that threw me routes. The, yeah. the, the guy that gave me a job and allowed me to support my wife and the flexibility in that job. Now, was that the greatest job ever? No, but he gave me an opportunity. 
So in that six-month, 12-month window, there's dozens of people that had a massive impact on me. Then I get into the real world. My, the, the guy we just interviewed, Travis, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. And, I know it's a longer one. Maybe one of the longest ones we've had, but it's because his story is so unbelievable. Yeah. We didn't even get into, we didn't even scratch the surface on the value that he provided me professionally yeah. during that time. The leadership. The leadership that he taught me in those five years I worked for him. He's one of the best leaders, and it makes sense based on his story. Yeah. He's one of the best leaders I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Not only was he a great boss, he was a great leader. He was a great man. He cared about me, and many of the lessons I apply in 2022, I learned from him in 20, 2015, mm-hmm. 16, 17, because he took the time to invest in me. And so I just think about all these people in my life that I would not be anywhere near where I am today. This life that I've sought after and I dreamed about would not be possible without mm-hmm. those people. I think like just one of the main main points from this episode has to be just your your gratitude for the opportunity to be around people. Yes. The gratitude as you interact with anybody because you don't know what that interaction is going to do like the gratitude when you just look at people like there's times that i'm just like annoyed when i see people and i've got to shake that and like i've got to keep it in the forefront like there's so many people that have helped me like i have no idea what this this conversation this relationship because how many times is like literally you meet someone one time And you're like, what is that going to, and then it turns out to be some massive connection Mm -hmm. that turns into something you never would have expected, Mm -hmm. but just appreciate it. And then here's the biggest thing. The biggest thing that I think that we need to take from this episode is one, recognizing how many, how many people have done something for you to impact your life positively, but flip it now because of that gratitude, what impact can you make on someone else's life? So when you were interacting, when I just said, hey, you never know what they can do for you. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Worry about what is this conversation? How could this conversation end up impacting this person's life? This interaction, this thing that I do, whatever I do for them, this favor that I I go out of my way to help somebody and not expect anything in return. Imagine being that person that a podcast five years from now, they're like, dude, so I met this dude, Ben Gibbs, and he didn't owe me anything, and he went out of his way, and he made this connection, and I landed the biggest deal in my life that got me a promotion that ultimately led me to where I'm at in my career and the security with my family and doing all this because of that one interaction that I had with Ben Gibbs. Yeah. Like, imagine being that guy, the one that actually impacts someone's life. Because, again, my wrestling coach never knew in that one conversation by him trying to speak truth into me me receiving it as a put down, as a takedown, how much that positive positively impacted me. My college coach, same deal, telling me I'm not going to be good enough. Like that one interaction, he's trying to be honest. He had no idea at the time how much that would influence the rest of my training and career following that. Yeah. Well, to that point, think about how you open this with your business meeting. Yeah. You're thinking, and, and I'm with you, how convenient is the work from home? Yeah. It's just much simpler, much easier. And how our boss said, hey, you need to come in. Maybe it'll feed you. Maybe it'll energize you being around people. What about the people that are energized by you being there? Yeah. To your exact point. So whether you show up because you want to be energized by others or not, think about the flip side of 
other people are going to be energized by Tyler being in the office. So yeah, maybe it's inconvenient for you, but you're blessing other people. Who knows what could happen in the office if you just show up yeah. and you're around other people. So yes, it's for selfish reasons, but for unselfish reasons, it's yeah. who can I impact? Yeah. And so this whole work from home thing, yeah, it's great and it's got its advantages, but, what but you're you, missing out on a couple elements yeah, here. What are you holding back from other people by you working from home because it's right. convenient? Because it's convenient. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, yeah, what are you, you're not able to pour into somebody. You're not able to, you know, overhear conversations that you could be helpful on. Yeah. That's another thing. We have this open work environment. Yeah. And yeah, it's annoying sometimes because you're trying to get stuff done and trying to concentrate. Yeah. But I can name a handful of times where I've overheard a conversation and been able to give value to that conversation because I was there in person around people. And now we're all working together, we're all collaborating, we're all headed towards the same goal. So to sit here and think that you've accomplished anything alone, in my opinion, is false. It's ignorant. And not only are you not going to get as far as you could possibly go, the joy in your life is not going to be. Yeah. Even if you're an introvert like me, <laughs> even if the thought of people just scares you a little bit, yeah. <laughs> or at least big groups of people, even if that, even if that's you, you're still going to be better. You're still yeah. going to feed off of other people by being around them. Yeah. And you're still going to need people to come into your life at some point or another to help you get further along and right. to bring that joy to your life. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, that's another thing that COVID taught us when we're all locked into our homes. I couldn't imagine mm -hmm. being a single person during that time. Yeah. That's why you want to talk about suicide and mental health. You well, know, all time highs that, we've been locked away in our homes away from other human beings for seven months and we're and we're tricked into thinking that social media and yeah. podcasts and binging on Netflix is going to fulfill that gap yeah. that you it's fool's gold that, that it fulfills a right. little it, it it fills it in a little bit it gives you but it it's gives, never going to be it the gives same. you that little dopamine rush mm -hmm. scrolling through your feed mm -hmm. right seeing a funny video sharing it with someone but it does not it does not because look as many amazing funny videos that i send you on instagram like that's not going to impact your life right. that's not going to have any lasting impact. i don't watch half of them but i know because <laughs> you don't respond and i'm like this dude is missing out what is wrong with him <laughs> well think about our podcast it's the same way we talk about it all the time the reason that when we have somebody in person, the episodes are much longer Way better. is because the connection is yes. real. It's, yes. you can't replicate that. Now it's great that technology provides yeah. the opportunity to talk to people that we would never be able to talk to right. otherwise. That's yep. awesome. But those episodes are shorter, not because we want them to be shorter. That's just the connection's just not the same. Yeah. And, and yeah, I we have I don't great. Do, I don't, don't, don't do real well with awkward pauses, <laughs> so I'll just cut it off. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll see you later. later. <laughs> no, but that, that, yes, you can still have a productive conversation. Yeah. Yes, it still provides value. It can provide value. But the human-to-human -human interaction is just irreplaceable. That's right. And the more that dopamine drives us into mm -hmm. this constant need for more, mm -hmm. the more I realize how important human beings will always be. Yeah. As long as we're in the form that we are today, in-person interaction, human-human human, human uh, interaction is going to be the most valuable. That's right. And I just want people to, to take away from this. If nothing else, just reflect on your own life and how many people have come into your life. Yeah. If nothing else, just have some gratitude mm -hmm. for the amount of people that have made your life 
to this point. I just think like if you look back and like the most impactful conversations that you've had in your life, like if you think back, like I would argue that the top three of them are in-person conversations you've had someone sitting by a campfire, sitting in your car, um, what, you know, and then I'd say maybe a phone conversation or two. But like, if you really think about it, you're like, okay, the most impactful conversations I've ever had, like you can see that face sitting across from you. Yes, for sure. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's not through some form of technology. And and the most impactful for me are usually the ones that I've struggled with, Yeah. that I've gone through something with. That doesn't mean that every time, but it's, it's that, that relationship was bonded through struggle. Through in-person interaction. Through in-person interaction. Exactly. So if nothing else you take away from this episode, hopefully it gives you a second to reflect on all the people that are important to you in your life. Mm -hmm. Now I think about my kids more than ever. Yeah. And the impact they've had on me, but hopefully the impact that I can have on them. That's right. And the joy that they bring me. Yeah. And the joy hopefully that I bring to their life. Yeah. And it's just exciting to think I can have an impact on them the way that people have had an impact on me over my life. I just, look... For me, people bring me energy. I'm not naive to think that there's some people that just suck the energy out of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get it. Sure. I totally get it. But for the most part, like, human interaction is just life bringing, energy mm-hmm. bringing. Um, and don't, don't shy away from it. Yep. Um, try to create meaningful interactions and relationships any time that you possibly yeah. can. And you got to put yourself out there. And I'm yeah. talking to myself. Yeah. You've got to go to dinners. You've got to yeah. go to parties that maybe you don't know. My default is no to everything. <laughs> My default is no to parties. My default is no to dinners. But every single time I leave thinking, man, I'm glad I went. Yeah. It's not the first thing I think about f- for quote unquote fun. Yeah. But I never leave regretting it. Typically. Yeah. I, I can't think of a time where I've left regretting it. Well, it's but always been yeah, this usually is, usually when Ben leaves, though, ben other people the, regret it. Ben, ben is the king of the Irish goodbye, too. So you don't even know when Ben leaves because he'll be there for 45 minutes. And then where's, where's Ben Just, and Whitney? I've perfected the, the art of vanishing. <laughs> Just, <laughs> all right. This, full this smoke, is all the social time I can have. Smoke bombs and I'm gone. <laughs> I've had enough social time. <laughs> Oh, man, this has been so life-giving, but I'm maxed out. (laughs) Boom. I've had all the life I can get tonight. So if you're like me, other people are important. If you're like Tyler, other people are important. That's right. Get some good people in your life. Hopefully you have some good people in your life. Yeah. And if you don't, find somebody. (laughs) Somehow, some way, go join a group. Go join a church community. Yeah. Go to the bar and find yourself a girl. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. I mean, you can do that if you want, but... Probably if you're, <laughs> probably if, if you're single, that's the route. <laughs> Wait. Wait. <laughs> All right. Before this goes off the rails too much, yeah. I, I think we I think we yeah. did it on a high note. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. If you did, please help us by speaking of community, speaking of sharing, speaking of feeding into other people, feed into somebody by sharing this episode. That's right. Encourage somebody by sharing this episode. Again, yeah. we said it yesterday. We want this podcast to be that encouragement for you. It doesn't mean we have all the answers. doesn't mean we have yeah. life figured out. But we do hope it does encourage you, inspire you to do something today that you maybe wouldn't have done yeah. otherwise. And, so, and, and to do that, make sure on your boom box, 
record this on a blank cassette tape and hand this episode on the cassette tape in person to somebody. Don't share it on social media. Don't do any of that. Like hand it in person because we need that interaction face to face. This this episode is just wild. Were you too young? Were Were, you too young to actually actually make your mixtapes on cassettes? No, I I got a mixtape or two. Where you'd actually record, you'd be like listening on the radio and they're like, so you'd always miss like the first 10 seconds of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to hit play and record. I don't want to brag, but I've been known to have a mixtape made for me. Mixtape two made for me. I could see Whitney doing mixtapes for you. There's no way you ever did them. The but puka like, shells and puka the shells Lloyd Christmas haircut yeah. drove the l- women drove crazy. Drove the ladies crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Have a good weekend. Be on the lookout. Saturday suffering on a Sunday this yeah, week. It's coming. Be on the lookout yeah, for that. Laugh at our pain. Time. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> so anyway, hope you guys have a great rest of the week and a great weekend. Please come back and listen next week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write us off, please. <laughs> Thanks, guys.